Chapter Nine of *The Girl Next Door* by Augusta Yule Seaman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jennifer Dalman. For the sake of Sicily. What can it mean? Muttered Janet. What does she want of us? Why, it's perfectly plain," declared Marcia. "She has discovered that we have been trying to correspond with Cicely, and she's going to demand an explanation. Probably warn us that we must stop it. Are you afraid to go, Janet? Not I. Why should I be? Miss Benedict can't do or say a thing to harm us. But I am anxious for poor little Cicely. I just hate to think that we may have brought trouble on her." oh i wish now we'd never suggested such a thing moaned marcia we've just succeeded in making that poor little thing miserable i suppose well we can only remember that we meant to make her happy and we did for a while at least comforted janet and what's more i'm not going to worry about it another bit tonight. maybe it's something entirely different anyway marcia however could not bring herself to this cheerful view of things all night long she tossed beside the sleeping janet wondering and wondering about what the coming interview might mean and blaming herself a thousand times for placing cicely in a position of having deceived her guardian when morning came she was pale and heavy-eyed which alarmed her aunt not a little you ought not to go out this morning marcia remarked miss minerva anxiously the sun is very hot and you look as if you had a headache oh no i haven't auntie cried marcia eagerly fearful of a hitch in their plans i didn't sleep very well but a walk in the fresh air will do me good i know and so miss minerva saw them go without further protest both girls halted at the gate in the brick wall and looked into each other's eyes the hot morning sun beat down upon them as they stood there and passers-by eyed them curiously each was perfectly certain that the thumping of her heart could be heard and still they stood hesitating you're afraid accused janet i'm not protested marcia and i'll prove it she raised her hand suddenly and pulled the rusty bell handle it seemed a long long time before there was any response but at last they heard the click of the opening front door and the sound of footsteps on the path this was followed by the creaking of a key turning in the lock of the gate janet gripped marcia by the hand and with pounding hearts they stood together while the gate slowly opened in another instant the veiled black-gowned figure of miss benedict stood before them she waited a moment silent appearing to look them over critically come in if you please she said at last very softly and held the gate open for them they entered obediently and she shut the gate it was not until they were inside the house standing in the dim hall with the front door closed behind them that another word was spoken then miss benedict faced them again but she did not remove her bonnet or throw back her veil i have asked you to come here this morning she began because i understand that you have become acquainted with the child cicely marlowe cold chills ran up and down their spines it had come at last yes faltered janet we-we have become acquainted with her it was not a brilliant reply but for the life of her she could think of nothing else to say they waited shuddering for what might be coming next so she has told me went on miss benedict 
i also understand that lately you have been dropping notes to her and to the garden at night janet noticed even in the midst of her trepidation how wonderfully sweet and soft and harmonious the voice was yes replied marcia very low we have the worst was out now let the blow fall they braced themselves to receive it cicely is ill said miss benedict abruptly they each uttered a startled little oh she has not been at all well for over a week the lovely voice continued i am very much worried about her janet and marcia glanced into each other's eyes in astonishment cicely ill and miss benedict actually caring about it here were surprises indeed oh i hope it's nothing serious exclaimed marcia anxiously i hope it is not and i think it is probably only the hot weather and and want of exercise miss benedict hesitated a little over the last she has been so poorly and has has evidently been so anxious to to see you that i thought i would surprise her by asking you to come and visit her a while it was plainly a struggle for miss benedict to make this seem the natural normal thing to do will you come up to her room the girls were almost too stunned at the turn of events had taken to reply why we'd be glad to faltered marcia at last then if you will follow me miss benedict led the way through the dark halls and up three pairs of stairs at the door of the room on the fourth floor she paused knocking then entered they followed dimly perceiving a little form in the bed for the shutters of course were closed as they entered after miss benedict cicely sprang to a sitting posture with a cry of mingled wonder consternation and joy she too glanced uncertainly at miss benedict i have asked your friends to come and and see you for a while she explained hesitatingly to the bewildered child perhaps it will make you feel better then she turned abruptly and went out of the room closing the door after her for a moment they stared at one another cicely cried janet at length what does this all mean anyway i never dreamed of such a thing as seeing you here faltered the invalid what made her do it demanded marcia we found a note from her tied to our string how did she know about it cicely seemed to shrink back at this piece of news i told her myself she said i was very sick one night and i think i had a fever my head was so hot and ached so and she was oh so good to me i could hardly believe it she bathed my head and sat by me and put her cool hands on my forehead it really seemed as if she cared and i felt so ashamed to think i'd disobeyed her that i told her right out all about it how lonely i had been and how good you were to me and how i enjoyed hearing from you and what did she say breathed marcia in an awestruck whisper not a word except never mind now little girl and she never said a thing more about it i didn't dream that she would ever do such a thing as send for you to come and see me they marveled over it all a moment in silence then marcia burst out oh cicely we have been so worried about you we couldn't think of why you didn't even take the letters any more have you been very ill why i don't know i just feel horrid most of the time 
my head aches a lot and every once in a while i'm awfully cold and then i seem to be burning up why i believe you must have malaria interrupted marcia that's what aunt minerva has sometimes you ought to go out more and have fresh air and sunshine she stopped suddenly remembering the conditions but anyway it isn't serious she hurried on after an embarrassed pause and you ought to have some quinine i wonder if miss benedict would let us get it for you i'll ask her later then they hurried on to tell her how they had continued to send down a note every night hoping that she would get it and how they feared that she might have gone away and cicely in return told them how she had enjoyed the notes and gifts but how guilty she had always felt about receiving them especially when she had answered them and i finished embroidering the boudoir cap she ended and-and i gave it to miss benedict you did they both gasped oh i hope you don't mind exclaimed cicely hastily but-but i felt if i wanted to do something for her she-i i think that i'm getting to like her more and more what did she say asked marcia was she pleased i can't imagine her wearing such a thing she looked at it and then at me very strangely for a minute then she said thank you child i-i never wear such things but i will keep it for your sake isn't that queer exclaimed janet i thought she cared nothing about you yes agreed cicely but lately i'm not so sure in the pause that followed the girls glanced curiously about the darkened room trying to realize that they were actually inside the mysterious house at last it was a large square room furnished with heavy chairs and an old-fashioned bureau and bed every shutter was fastened and the slats tightly closed only the dimmest daylight filtered in the effect was gloomy and depressing to the last degree they wondered how cicely had stood it so long i'm going to ask miss benedict if we can't open these shutters cried janet suddenly i should think you'd die of this gloom it's really bad for you cicely oh don't exclaimed cicely in consternation i asked her once when i first came and she didn't like it at all she said no she preferred to have them shut and i must not touch them i don't care went on janet ruthlessly you weren't sick then i'm sure she'd let you now and true to her word she turned to miss benedict who entered at this moment still bonneted and veiled i believe cicely has malaria miss benedict she began bravely but with inward trepidation oh do you think so is it serious the melodious voice sounded startled and concerned i don't think it's so serious janet continued but she would probably get over it quicker if she had lots of fresh air and sunshine couldn't she have the shutters open it would do her lots of good cicely and marcia trembled at janet's temerity and watched miss benedict with bated breath but instead of being annoyed she only seemed surprised and relieved why do you think so she queried then surely they may be opened i-i do not like the the glare of so much daylight myself but cicely may have it here if she chooses and following up her words she pushed open one of the shutters a broad shaft of sunlight streamed in and blinking from the previous gloom janet and marcia threw open the others cicely gave a delighted cry oh how lovely it is to see the sun again but miss benedict with an abrupt exclamation retreated hastily from the room 
the girls stayed a few minutes more chatting and then wisely suggested that perhaps they had better go and not tire cicely by too long a call hearing miss benedict's footsteps in the hall below they took their leave promising to come again as soon as it seemed best on the landing of the stairway they found the black-veiled figure apparently waiting for them now during all of the strange little interview a curious impression had been growing upon janet strengthened by every word miss benedict had uttered an impression that there was no grim forbidding jailer such as they had imagined the mistress of benedict's folly to be instead they had encountered a gentle almost winning little person worried about the illness of the child in her care and plainly anxious to do everything suggested to make her more comfortable janet suddenly resolved on a bold move cicely is so lonely she began turning to miss benedict don't you think it would do her lots of good to come in and visit us once in a while marcia's aunt would be so glad to see her as soon as she is a little better can't she no interrupted miss benedict her little figure suddenly stiffening and a determined note creeping into her soft voice i am sorry cicely cannot make visits it is out of the question it was like striking a hidden rock in a smooth beautiful sheet of water and her words emitted no argument janet and marcia followed her meekly and in silence down to the front door here in an uncertain pause marcia made one further suggestion may we bring cicely some quinine she ventured if she has malaria she ought to have that we have lots of it at home that would be very kind of you replied miss benedict in an entirely different tone come to-morrow and see her again if your aunt will permit it perhaps it would be well to explain to her and here her manner became confused that i er don't make calls or receive them but this is just just for the sake of the child it was plain to the girls that this omission was wrung from her only by great effort she opened the front door and followed them to the gate when she had unlocked it marcia turned to her impossibly thank you so much for letting us come we are very very fond of cicely she is such a dear and we have been terribly worried about her as a relative i am afraid you have been still more anxious the black figure started she is no relative of mine came abruptly behind the veil oh i beg your pardon i should say friend stuttered marcia embarrassed or or the daughter of a friend perhaps she is not miss benedict contradicted in a strange flat tone as if repeating a lesson i do not know who she is nor why she is here End of chapter nine for the sake of cicely